I'm angry because my life stinks with these tiny ugly germs. I just wish I could shrink to the size of a germ with a tiny knife and just stab it in the in the eye. You're frustrated, right? Yes. Yeah. Girl frustrated. That was a conversation I had in the middle of the night with my daughter Sophie. She was expressing her frustration about being stuck at home because of COVID and living with autism. I'm Katie Benison. Welcome to Life on the Spectrum, the Autism Family Podcast. In previous episodes, we've covered everything from diagnosis to adulthood. And today, we're going to talk about the COVID crisis. We'll speak to other families and see what they're going through during this time of isolation. Her husband is on the front line as a hospital physician in the emergency ward. And Sandra is a full-time mom to their 11-year-old son and their 13-year-old daughter, Sienna, who's on the spectrum. These are trying times. Fear, anxiety, frustration. Just a few of the emotions running through their life during this pandemic. Um, It's been a big adjustment. um, Because my husband works at a major hospital and he's intubating patients and putting them on the respirators. Um, He's in close contact with COVID patients every day. He's in full PPE. Um, He's working long hours. He's getting called in in the the night. Um, I try honestly not to really think about the details of his job too much right now. Um, He he doesn't bring a lot of work home. Like he leaves what happens at work at work and he comes home. He's great that way. And he's, he's tired, but he'll, he'll listen. He'll listen to me, uh, gripe about what happened with the kids or the bickering that's going on or whatever. He listens very patiently and, uh, he tries his best to have a little bit of time with the kids when he can, but he, he's pretty tired and he's kind of a little bit checked out a bit sometimes but I think he's just needing that to zone out a bit mentally so that in addition to the kids not being in school and my son who has all his sports is not into sports my daughter doesn't have her therapies um, and all the social contacts that she gets through that and through school it's it's been really hard the kids have had a hard time with it all it's been really up and down for her um, I think generally she has she has an anxiety disorder um, in addition to her diagnosis of autism, and it's uh, really coming to light through all of this. She's very worried about her dad because he um, he's over 50, he has asthma, and he's working closely with patients. He's in a high-risk category and a high-risk job. And she's worried about her grandparents, who are both, all three of them are um, in their 80s, and she doesn't get to see them and they're they're a special social and emotional resource for her as well Uh, so she's very up and down sometimes she seems fine and then out of the blue will come a lot of worry or a lot of irritability a lot of defiance and i think it's generally just her underlying anxiety that's kind of niggling away at her i've also noticed she's not sleeping as well as she used to and she's waking up with dreams and things like that so um it's definitely having an effect on her. I can see that. We have um, a schedule 
Uh, so she has some certain things she has to get done in addition to her schoolwork throughout the day. Things have improved a bit regarding that and now that some of her um, outside school activities and therapies have adjusted so that they're able to be done online a bit. So she's getting to see some of her therapists again who um, are very important people in her life. And we've, I've always kind of because she's still kind of young, I've kept her away from a lot of the social media stuff, but we're tapping into that a bit and um, I'm letting her text friends, I'm letting her go on Messenger Kids, I'm letting her go on, um, she loves My Little Pony and she's joined a Facebook group about that. So um, I'm trying to do things like that for her. We try also to, um, do some positive things. For instance, we've been using sidewalk chalk and putting hearts and rainbows and positive messages at the end of our front walks because people do walk a lot in our neighborhood. Uh, a lot of people are out walking, so they see those messages. We wrote a message on our mailbox thanking our letter carrier for delivering our mail every day. Um, we've delivered cookies to the neighbors. Um, so we're, we're trying to have her because that really helps her mental health to do something nice for somebody else and then she gets a lot of positive feedback from that like the the letter carrier we caught his eye the other day and he yelled back I love your artwork and stuff like that so and the neighbor yelled across the the drive the across the road the other day like that just made my day I was feeling so depressed and to see her message was made me feel so good so we're things like that are helpful and it's the not knowing that's really hard, not knowing when this is going to end. And so it's sort of, it's, it's almost like a grieving process, I notice, that she goes through. And I think we're all going through. In that first, there's a little bit of denial and, oh no, this isn't really happening. And then there's some anger and then there's some worry. And then there's a bit of acceptance, but there's sadness. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of sadness. What's the hardest thing about this for you, Soph? Staying home and not being able to go to my favorite stores or my favorite places. Like, that virus is just a meanie! It's hard, right? But All I can do are, are throw tantrums and growl and scream and roar and bite. Well, you don't actually bite. You just... You feel like you want to bite? Yes, I can just feel my teeth sharpening right now. Mm -hmm. A big challenge for parents with children on the spectrum is helping them understand what's happening. In a world that's having a hard enough time to begin with making sense of COVID-19, it is compounded even more in these households. In our situation, my husband Tim has been working full-time on a startup company and balancing the daily challenges we face with our teenage girls. Sophie, 16, with autism, and Charlotte, 13 years old. Finding a way to make Sophie understand the social challenges we all need to adjust to has been a huge undertaking. The social distancing and the, the, the washing the hands and the not touching things when we go on outings because we always go outside for at least once a day for exercise. That's been really tough. Um, she's a teenager. She doesn't like being reminded of, of things like that. 
but she also has uh, not as much awareness with social distancing as, as we'd like her to have when we're out and about. It's a, it's a big deal for her. We spent a lifetime teaching her the social norms when we're not under a pandemic. And now it's almost like the social norms are flipped instantly. And that doesn't go down well with someone on the spectrum who's you know been taught cognitively to learn all this, the right way to behave and the right way to engage with people. And now it's sort of quite a bit different. We've gone through several phases in our family with this pandemic. When the first lockdown occurred, sort of in mid-March, uh, it was very, very hard for all of us because we had been planning to go to on a trip o overseas and there's been a big buildup over the months in our family. Everyone was excited about it. And our daughter, who's on the spectrum, didn't take, take to it very kindly. It was uh, a big source of disruption and sadness and emotional uh, outbursts. Um, and then the whole upsetting of the routine, which I'm sure most families experienced, was seemed to be magnified by 10, factor 10 with our, our daughter, um, just not going to school and not being able to do any of her usual things. So one of the things we did early on the advice of our behavior consultant was we set up a structure, a written structure that we posted in the kitchen for what their chores were and when was meal times and when was exercise and things like that. Um, and that really helped. And we've we've sort of done, I don't know, six or seven versions of that as we've evolved over the weeks. And she's really good at checking off things. And so we have all these checklists that, that she does, which encourages her to do her morning and nightly routine, to do her chores, to do her schoolwork, to track even how her emotional regulation and her outbursts are going over the days and be sort of self-aware about that. All that stuff, of course, is good data for our behavior consultant, but it also helps Sophie actually do better at those things. So that was one surprising thing that we, we took advantage of. Um, and, and we continue to do that. So I realized this after the first couple of weeks, which were really tough for me personally, because I'm a science guy and I read the numbers and I'm a math guy and I was getting pretty horrified about what was going on, um, is take care of yourself. You know, um, you got to take care of yourself first because those vibes enter into your family and make an echo back and make it worse. So the one thing I did, this is a one specific thing that I did that's new for me is meditation. I've, I've been a like meditation, like skeptic my entire life. Like what is this woo woo, you know, stuff, forget it. But my daughter, my younger daughter, Charlotte got me into it. We did a, we, we did a, a body scan meditation. We listened to a five minute one on Spotify one night and now I do it every day, two or three times a day, uh, you know, 10, 15 minute body scan uh, and breathing, four, seven, eight breathing combination meditation. And boy, I, it physically made a difference for me. My blood pressure was up to 155 the first week. Um, and now it's down to 120 consistently. And so if you're going to do one thing, you know, that you maybe you haven't tried before, meditation, like seriously, take it up. Again. Like one of those um, things you see people doing in prison, like they they um, draw tally marks to track down the days they've been in jail. And that's what it feels like? Yes. What is the thing that makes you the happiest right now when you get sad? What cheers you up? Coloring and listening to music. Mm-hmm. You've been jumping on the trampoline. That helps. Yeah.
Vicki is the founder of Girls Club, a nonprofit for girls on the spectrum to connect and socialize, so she knows a thing or two about people feeling isolated. As a leadership consultant, Vicki is working from home, along with her husband, who works in the tech industry. They're navigating their way through the pandemic with their eight-year-old autistic daughter, Charlotte. So Charlotte it is non-speaking, but her receptive language is sort of at, at age or ahead of her age. So she's eight, almost nine years old. So in terms of, of language, Charlotte doesn't have expressive speech. So she can't speak, but her receptive language is very high. So meaning she understands everything you say. So I'm um, able to speak to her like you would be able to speak to any eight or nine-year-old child. She will understand it. She just can't express back. Um, she has to type back her understanding of what I'm saying, which is slow and she doesn't like doing it. So there's complications there. But I just explained to her, um, you know, hey, there's this virus going around. This is what a virus is. This is a germ, you know, what germs are and why we're not touching things and why I'm home and not going. And so she, she understood it and she gets it. Um, I think I just, I'm telling her, you know, one thing I'm cautious to not try and tell her of course is how how serious it is the the viruses in terms of the mortality rate and all the fear and worry that's out there and I read the news on my phone as opposed to having it on our tv because I'm trying to avoid her um accessing some of the darker uh information my dad who's 75 lives uh in our house he has a suite in our house and he has cnn on all the time and she does wander in there so i'm sure she has absorbed some of the terrible news that's happening so i'm also trying to talk to her through that um so yeah so for me it's it's easy to tell her things it's difficult for us to solicit whether she has questions or emotions about it. That's where our communication challenges are. I said, at first she was delighted. She's like, this is amazing. Let's just, you know, we're all just going to cuddle at home together. Um, but what we've been seeing in probably the last week and a half or so is a change in behavior as Charlotte grows sort of tired of this loafing around the house and she's bored. Um, I have put a schedule in place for her. It sounds like lots of families have done this. So I typed up one for the fridge um, for the adults to see. And then I put a visual schedule to her. Like we wake up at this time and, and then you know, we make breakfast. And then after that we go for a walk and we have a sort of laid out in about every 90 minutes, a change of, okay, then, you know, it's free play and you get screen time and then you can go in the hot tub and then, you know, all of the different things that she can do to keep herself amused for the day. And that has helped. Um, but it wasn't until I think it was two or three days ago, she came to me and she said, I'm not getting enough attention. I'm bored. And that's when we were like, oh, okay, this is why we are seeing more, um, behavior from her. So when, when I say behavior, I mean like I'm used to with Charlotte, if I say, okay, we're turning the TV off now, she's like, okay. And, and she never really has a reaction about that. She knows it's time to turn it off. Um, she have a little temper tantrum. And that was new and very surprising to us because she's never behaved that way. And I assumed at first it was something like sugar, you know, like the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you want. And that, uh-oh, we have 
with the screen time, we've reached a tipping point where she's getting so much of it that now she thinks she's owed it and she's demanding it and acting like, you know, a bit bratty because of it. But then um, it became clearer. No, it's not that. It's just an overall restlessness that I assume lots of kids are feeling because they're out of their routine and they don't have as much in, you know, ultimately she's just not being as engaged as much as she would be in a normal setting between school and Taekwondo and swimming lessons and all the, all the things that kids have. I realized, I think, pretty early on that we will all get through this a lot better and easier and, and happier if we really lower our expectations and demands. Like, um, I had read somewhere that, you know, this is, you're not um, working from home. You are being forced to work from home during a crisis. And it's the same, you're not homeschooling. There's a big difference between actual homeschooling and what we're doing now with schooling. So this shouldn't feel easy and normal and um, okay, because it's not. So if you remove the expectation that this should be easier and you should be doing it perfectly or better, then I think you're you're giving yourself the break that you deserve. So I, I think my husband and I both agreed early on, like we're gonna do the best we can and that's gonna be enough and we're not gonna judge ourselves for that. Um, and we have very much taken our foot off the gas in, in some respects. I've talked with my daughter's teacher about about what she can possibly expect from our household in terms of academics and she understands and agrees and we just really flip the switch on okay what's important here and we have decided to prioritize um, connection and happiness and health over any any sort of productivity or academics or keeping up or anything like that and and for us that really gave us the permission to relax and um, it changed I think our really changed our state of mind and I see friends of ours struggling with that now feeling a bit like worried about the kids academics or worried about all sorts of things and um, you know my subtle suggestion is you know if you're just if you just can maybe make less demands of yourself and judge yourself less, I think you'll be happier overall and this might get a little bit easier. Do you know why we have to do this? Do you remember? Why we have to stay inside and, I mean, we still go out for walks and things, but why we have to social distance ourselves? So that we don't spread germs. Mm -hmm. Yuck! And? Bleak! It'll go away faster. Yeah, but it's not going away. It's getting a bit better, like I told you to... A bit better? Yeah, because I told you... I can't wait any longer. Having two parents at home, working full-time is a challenge in the best of times. Pair that with an autistic child who's trying to grasp what's going on and you have a highly emotional situation to deal with. The volatility of this crisis at times is hard to convey to her 15-year-old son, Vala. As a high school teacher, Sharzad is used to routines and schedules. Now, with the strain of the new way of homeschooling, she's had to find a balance. I started very hard with Vala, with his 
assignments at school and I wanted him to do everything and be perfect and hand them in on time. But I don't think it's it's worth it from my, for my mental health and Vala's mental health. So maybe we should just be like play it low and just do as much as we can and not expect a lot during these times from ourselves and from our kids. Like what they can do is enough, not just taking it to the another level to be perfect and hand in on time and just be in touch with their teachers, with the school to let them know that we are doing our best and this is what we can do. The, the routine has changed a lot. Things have been really, the thing that we have been dealing with a lot is the unpredictability of the situation, which I don't have any answers for when is this going to end, when things are going back to normal, when Vala is able to see like he has like a f one friend that he really likes and they were like, they just got close with each other during the last six or seven months and this was his like point of joy in life and now he lost that so when is he going to see his friend and so what I did was that from the first like from the first day that I figured out that this is going to be our life I started to make a routine so the time that he sleeps at night the time that he wakes up like his clothes are ready for him to wear and come out of the room, have breakfast. You know, I made it like a schedule, daily schedule. And he knows that he has to sit and start working at 10 o'clock. When it becomes a schedule and something that we can't just get rid of it, he just sticks to it because he thinks this is the, the, the you know, it's like, okay, I can't do anything except what is there on the paper. <laughs> Uh, he's very aware of his emotions and what is happening. So we do lots of meditation, lots of talking, but still at some points during the day, it becomes unbearable for him. So it's like, like the questions that come over and over, like why and when, and asks like, why did this happen? Like, why? I'm like, and then I go over these, like it's out of our hands. And the most important thing is when it will end. So Sophie, as soon as it's safe, what's the first thing that you want to do when we can leave and get on a plane? Um, well, in Hawaii, I want to jump in the ocean and swim with the turtles and the dolphins. And right now, I just, I don't feel like a mermaid at all. This is Life on the Spectrum, the Autism Family Podcast, and today you've been listening to a special edition, Coping with COVID. We hope you'll share and subscribe to the podcast wherever you happen to listen, and we'd love to hear from you and welcome your ideas, comments, and questions by email to contact at lifeonthespectrumpodcast.com. You can visit our website, lifeonthespectrumpodcast.com, where you'll find some extra resources. And you can reach us on Facebook or Instagram at Life on the Spectrum Podcast. I'm Katie Benison. Stay safe and thanks for listening. But what are we going to say once we can get on that plane and go to Hawaii? Hasta la vista, virus. <laughs> exactly.